for listening to Embassy City Church's audio podcast. We pray God speaks to you through this message and his word today. For more information on our church, please visit us at embassycity.com. If you have your Bibles, I want you to uh, turn to John chapter number 15. We are starting a new series. If you, if you notice, we do our sermon series by months. It's part of my OCD. Um, uh, uh, I hate a sermon series that lasts like 11 weeks and it starts like in the mid of March and it's not done until sometime in like May or June. I get confused. And so I'm, I'm, a, I'm a pretty um, sequential person and uh, I like doing sermon series uh, by months. Uh, you might say, well, sometimes you pick a topic and there's, there's more to unravel. And this, this is why we have the rest of our lives to go through the word of God. <laughs> we'll get to all of it, right? Uh, but, but this month, we're starting a new sermon series entitled Support Systems. Support Systems. How many people in here, by a show of hands, need support? That should be every single hand in here. If your hand is not raised, we would love to interview you after service <laughs> to find out how you're doing that. How's that going for you? Every single one of us needs support. We need support spiritually. We need support uh, uh, financially. We need support uh, uh, through community. We need support through relationships. Emotionally, we all need support. And so we want to talk about uh, different areas of uh, support that is needed to help us be the type of people that God has called us to be. And so uh, this morning, we're going to be reading the first 11 verses of chapter Number 15 in the gospel, according to St. John, I'm going to read uh, these uh, verses and you're going to find a word that comes up often uh, uh, in the first 11 verses of John chapter number 15. And that word is remain. I would like you to do something with me. Uh, Every single time we get to the word remain, remain, I would like you to say it out loud with me. Okay. I'm going to read, uh, and it's going to show up on the screens as well, if you're not following in your, in your Bible or on your uh, laptop or anything. But I'm going to read uh, these verses. But as we do, when we get to the word remain, would you shout that out loud with me? Okay, so we're going to shout out that word remain. And I also need somebody to keep count of how many times this word remain pops up in these 11 verses. So somebody else do that with me? Okay, so I need a counter. I need everybody to shout remain, but I also need a counter on how many remains is going on in these first 11 verses. Y'all with me? Okay, here's what it says. Uh, uh, John chapter number 15, starting at the first verse. It says this. I am the true grapevine. My father is the gardener. He cuts off every branch of mine that doesn't produce fruit. And he prunes the branches that do bear fruit so they will produce even more. You have already been pruned and purified by the message I have given you. Remain in me and I will in you. For a branch cannot produce fruit if it is severed from the vine and you cannot be fruitful unless you in me. Yes, I am the vine. You are the branches. Those who in me and I in them will produce much fruit. For apart from me, you can do nothing. I love how matter of fact he is with this statement. Anyone who does not 
in me is thrown away like a useless branch and withers. Such branches are gathered into a pile and to be burned. But if you in me and my words in you, you may ask for anything you want and it will be granted. When you produce much fruit, you are my true disciples. This brings great glory to my father. For I have loved you even as a father has loved, even as the, as the father has loved me. In my love, when you obey my commandments, you in my love, just as I obey my father's commandments and in his love. I have told you these things so that you will be filled with joy. Yes, your joy will overflow. Anybody keep count? Ten. Ten. Okay. Ten, ten times in 11 verses, Jesus says the word remain. So you think he's probably serious about what he's saying? Anytime you reiterate something that many times, you, you might be you might be trying to drop some hints. That this is probably what you need to be doing. If you're going to be with me, remain. So here's the first uh, 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 message and here's the title of the message for this for this first one. OK, in the support series. Remain in him. Remain in him. Bow your heads. Let's pray over the word, shall we? Holy Spirit, help us to remain. Amen. Y'all know I pray real quick. Let me give you the definition for the word support. Y'all know that I love definitions, okay? Here is the definition for the word support. To maintain a person, family, establishment, or institution by supplying with things necessary to existence, to provide for. And the example given is to support a family. Support is absolutely critical to our existence from the time that we are born for the remainder of our lives we are going to need support the people that do the best with getting support are the people who know they need support Whenever I get around people that, 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 that are independent, resourceful, I can do this myself. I set my watch. <laughs> I, I'm not prophesying doom. I, I, I'm, I'm not looking for failure. I've just been alive long enough to know you need support. And that you cannot help you be all the you that you need to be. We need other people's help. We need other people's support. When it comes to the context of when we give our relationship uh, uh, to God, when we give our lives over to him and say, God, uh, it is now you and I. I've now put down me and I'm picking up you and I'm ready for this relationship to walk with you on a day to day basis. 
What we're saying is we've tried it our way. It didn't go well. And now I know that I need support from you. Well, Jesus makes it very, very clear. And this is why we read John chapter number 15. He makes it very, very clear that if you're going to have a relationship with God through faith in Jesus Christ, he's making it very, very clear that in order for you to maintain that relationship, we must remain in him. He says it 10 times in 11 verses. There's not too many places in all of the Gospels where you see Jesus repeat himself this much. He doesn't repeat this himself this much when he tells his disciples to follow him. He says it one time. Follow me. Because he's leaving that decision to you. But once you come into a relationship with him, he makes it very, very clear. If it's going to be successful, remain in me, 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 remain in me. That's 10 for all my counters. What does it mean to remain in him? Here is the Greek word for remain is meno. And this word minnow is, is to stay, to reside, to last, to persist, to continue to live, to wait for, continue to exist, to keep on. You think about all the times he says remain and you add one of those words to it. Here's what he's saying. I want you to reside in me, last in me, persist in me, continue to live in me. Wait for me. Continue to exist in me. Keep on in me. I believe Jesus says this because he knows, he understands that in, during the life of a believer, there are going to be plenty of times where we don't want to remain. Anybody beside me? Plenty of temptations. They're going to test your fidelity and your commitment to remain. Plenty of pressure that's going to come at you to try to get you to move away from being in a relationship with him. I love that he uses the imagery of a, a, a grapevine, that he is the true vine and that that we are the branches, the offshoots of that. And he's saying, when you remain in me, you're supposed to produce much fruit. Here's what I love about the imagery. He uses grapes for a reason. Grapes come in a cluster. You ever go to the grocery store, you ever get down uh, 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 to a vineyard and you only see one grape coming off? You start looking around and going, this is a sorry grapevine. This is not. Mm -mm. You expect to see a cluster. Here's what he's saying. I expect multiple things to come from you. I don't expect one piece of fruit to come out of you. I respect a cluster of fruit to come out of you. I've called you to produce fruit. But that only happen if you remain in me. So here's a question that we want to ask and answer. How do we remain in him? What does it look like to remain in Jesus? Well, I only have two points to this message. 
I usually have three, but I, I couldn't I couldn't squeeze three out of this one. It's just two because it's so simple. So I want you to write these down. How do we remain in him? Point number one, please write this down. Continue to listen and read his word. How do we remain in him to continue to listen and read his word? Let me say something to you. Listening to people talk about Jesus is not the same to listening to Jesus. Listening to people read about Jesus is not the same as you reading about Jesus. I know you have your entire podcast lined up. I know you have a devotional app that you love to go to. But let me tell you something. Nothing takes the place of you listening to Jesus's words. Nothing takes the place of you reading Jesus's word. Well, I love this particular preacher. I love how he expounds on the text. Don't let him talk to you more about God than you talk to God. I'm glad that you love Embassy City Church. I'm glad that you love the, the word that comes here uh, on the weekends. But this is not a substitute for your own quiet time with God. This is not a substitute for your own personal relationship to listen to him and to read about him. John chapter number 15 uh, verse number seven says something that I think is very, very unique. He says, but if you remain in me and my words remain in you, you may ask for anything you want and it will be granted. Now, let me tell you how a novice sees this particular verse. Woo! Hallelujah. I found the lottery verse. I can ask for anything and he will give it to me. Let's slow down. Remember, he said remain 10 times. So, so let's look at that verse through the lens of remaining in him. Here's what he says. If you remain in me and my words remain in you. You may ask anything. You want and it will be granted. Let me give you full context of what he's saying. If enough of my word is in you. You can ask for anything because you'll be asking for it. According to my word. I'm believing God for a bitly. I went and laid my hands on it. God's going to give it to me. He said I can ask for anything I want. You, you haven't remained in him long enough to know that you don't have enough money. <laughs> To pay for oil change <laughs> on a bitly. I went and drove by a house that had 200 acres. The house was 75,000 square feet. I'm believing God. You, you work at a call center. <laughs> so, um... You, you, you couldn't afford the landscaping on a house that was 75,000 square feet. See, when you remain in him, you start asking stuff that you know that you can have based on what you've heard about him. 
Let me break this down. So I have a 10 year old and a seven year old. OK, I love my boys are yummy. I love both of them. But but they've been with me long enough. They've known me long enough. They've had their father's words spoken to them long enough to know what they can ask me for. And what they can't ask me for. Now, at their age and stage, they still test me. That's what kids do. But they'll preface it with this. Hey, dad, I want to ask you a question, but I know you're going to say no. Huh? How many people got kids? Right, right? I know you're going to say no. I'm just going to ask anyway. Can I go over Karen's house? Nope. I, I thought so. I thought so. I just, wanted to, I just wanted to see. They've remained with my words long enough to know exactly what they can have and what they can't have. See, see I know when people have remained with Jesus long enough based on how they pray. Based on what they believe God for. I can know if, if, if you're just hoping that he, you can wave the Jesus wand and get what you want or if enough words have come into your heart to temper the words that come out of your mouth. The type of prayers that you pray. Continue. There, there has to be a, a side of you that falls in love with God's word. Listen to me. Reading God's word is, a, is an acquired taste. It does not come natural to you. When I hear people say, I really, I just have a hard time reading my Bible. It's an acquired taste. But there's no way around it. You have to eat his word. You have to read his word. Well, I'm not good at reading. Every time I read, I fall asleep. Stand up. Pace. Walk around. Oh, it's just, the Bible's so big. Start with a chapter and read it. There's no, you're going to have to eat this elephant. You're going to have to. How do you eat an elephant? One bite at a time. I'm going to get through the whole bite. Oh, it's so big. There's so much I don't understand. Read it. Well, I just feel like I'm not getting nothing out of it. Read it. This needs to become a steady diet for you. How many people in here can remember today is... Uh, September 7th? October. It's October. Where has the time gone? Today's October the 7th. That is scary. Okay. Today's October the 7th. Okay. Can anybody remember what they ate October 7th of 2017 for breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Can anybody remember? Okay. Do, can you almost guarantee that you did eat last October 7th? 2017. Okay. Eating is not about remembering. It's about nourishment. Like that. I, I, I read four chapters, but I, I didn't get nothing out of it. You ate. Amen. I can tell you the amount of amazing meals I had last year. I can tell you the amount of amazing revelations I've had last year, but I can also tell you I ate every day last year. Don't go on a fast from the word of God. If you're going to fast from everything, don't go on a fast from that bread. You need that bread. All right. So uh, Psalm 119. Psalm 119 is uh, uh, one of my favorite chapters in the entire Bible. It's very, very long. It's a very, very long chapter, 
But here's the thing about this chapter that's interesting. Uh, there's only 21 times in 176 verses that the book of, uh, that, I'm sorry, that the chapter of Psalms 119 doesn't have the words uh, 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 law, commands, instructions, decrees, or word, his, 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 his doctrine, okay? I want you to think about that. In, in, in 176 verses, there's only 21 times that those words, law, decrees, instructions, commands, don't appear in Psalms 119. Psalms 119 is uh, 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 written by a person who is extravagantly in love with God's word. I mean, holds it up high, just goes, oh, I, I just love this. I just I just love it. So, so I want to give you uh, I pulled out 21 verses of my own uh, uh, that I just want to go through with you quickly uh, uh, that, that, that have helped me throughout the years anchoring me into God's word. Y'all ready? Here's the first one. Psalm 119 and 11. I have hidden your word in my heart that I might not sin against you. Why do we want to continue to listen to his word? Why do we want to continue to read his word? So, so that it could get so far in our heart that we might not sin against him. Psalm 119, verse 18. Open my eyes to see the wondrous truths in your instructions. Now, for 30 years, I was King James and then I moved to NLT. So anytime I read NLT, I still it's almost like having two languages in your head. I still translate it in King James, King James Version. So 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 the way that I prayed this for 30 years, uh, uh, well, not for 30, I got saved when I was 20. So for for the last 22 years is open thou my eyes, O Lord, that I may behold the wondrous works out of that law. <laughs> Just sounds so better, so much better when it's Shakespearean. You know what I mean? Open my eyes to see the wondrous truths in your instructions. Anytime I go to read God's word, not for sermons, but for me, that's my prayer. Next one. I am only a foreigner in the land. Don't hide your commands from me. This is this is one of my anchoring scriptures as an ambassador of Jesus Christ. I'm only a foreigner in this land. I need your commands. I, America is a trip. Dang. Jesus. God bless America. God come for it. Right. Don't hide your commands from me. Help me understand the meaning of your commandments and I will meditate on your wonderful deeds. Next one. Keep me from lying to myself. Give me the privilege of knowing your instructions. Can I pause right there? Anybody besides me? I, somebody needs to write that one. I mean, somebody will like, yes, I need that 29. Thank you, Jesus. Keep me from lying to myself. Listen, listen, if, if, if I'm not anchored in his word, if I don't remain in his teachings, if I don't remain in his words, I will lie to myself and think I'm better than I really am. Next one. Give me understanding and I will obey your instructions. I will put them into practice with all my heart. Next one. Turn my eyes from worthless things and give me life through your word. This is a scripture that, that I have tatted in my Bible uh, and, and something that I have rehearsed in my mind. This is one of the verses that the Lord gave me to overcome my porn addiction. Was turn my eyes from worthless things and give me life through 
your word. Next one. Help me abandon my shameful ways <laughs> for your regulations are good. Help me to get over habitual sin. Help me to get past being mean to people, holding grudges, negative thoughts. Next one. I will walk in freedom for I have devoted myself to your commandments. What does freedom look like? Freedom looks like believing God's word about you. Freedom looks like walking out his word and believing it even in the midst of negative realities in front of you. Next one. I will speak to kings about your laws and I will not be ashamed. This is another one of my ambassadorial uh, 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 statements that I make because God has given me an opportunity uh, uh, to, to be able to influence people that are, are influential people. And, and I don't talk about it a lot uh, publicly uh, because ambassadors don't do that. Ambassadors usually have important meetings behind closed doors and they're never made public. But God has given me the opportunity to influence the influential. And my prayer is that I will speak to them about his laws and I won't be ashamed of them. Amen. That I won't come into uh, the, the company of anyone that I believe is so influential that it makes me temper my belief system, my values or my conviction to God's word. Next one. I reflect at night on who you are, O Lord. Therefore, I obey your instructions. One of the best things you can do before you go to bed is go to bed with a word. Not with Instagram, not with Twitter, not with Facebook, not with Netflix. With a word. I get up in the morning, I have devotion time. Uh, how about going to bed at night with a word? It's good for you. This is how I, I spend my life, obeying your commandments. This is just stuff over and over again that this writer is just saying, I'm just in love with your word. Next one. Evil people try to drag me into sin. But I am firmly anchored to your instructions. Let me tell you what will help you resist temptation. Being anchored in God's word. Well, well what does that look like practically, Tim? If you listen, evil people try to drag me. I, I have some people. Anybody else got people? All right, I got some people. Right. They try to drag me into sin. And you might be thinking, well, I don't hang around. Druggies. That's an old word. I'm, I'm getting old. <laughs> Lord have mercy. 43-year-old is saying druggy. Okay. I don't, I don't hang around unscrupulous people. How, how, how could you tell me? Uh, but, but, but sometimes the people most familiar to you can make you regress. Even people try to drag me into sin. You, 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 could, you could have people that you don't even know triggering you. You have to be anchored in his instructions. How does he tell you to respond to those type of people? How does he tell you to love those type of people? We have to be anchored in his word. Next one. I know, oh Lord, that your regulations are fair. You disciplined me because I needed it. That, that's, that's my confessional one when I know I deserve the spanking. Anybody beside me got a couple of spankings from the Lord and you were like, I get it. That was my bad. I did that. Next one. Open for me the gates where the righteous enter and I will go in and thank the Lord. Just just open for me. 
that place. Next one. Oh, that's 118. That, oh, okay. Never mind. Script. Yeah, whatever. That was still good. <laughs> I will never forget your commandments for that. For by them, you give me life. Next one. Your word is a lamp to guide my feet and a light for my path. This is just somebody that's in love with the word. Give me the next one. The teaching of your word gives light. So even the simple can understand. That's how I've based my entire teaching ministry is off that word right there. The teaching of your word gives light. So even the simple can understand. That's why I teach simple. I've had people say, hey, uh, I like Embassy City Church, but he doesn't go deep enough. King's University is up the street. <laughs> Dallas Theological is down the street. Dallas Baptist University is round the corner. Okay? Uh, uh, the, 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 the Baptist uh, 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 Theological Seminary is in Fort Worth. If you want to go deep, you can go deep. And I think that's great. I love going deep. But when I'm in, when I'm in community with, with people on the weekend, I want them to get it. So they can use it today. I don't want to preach anything today that you can't use today. Right. I don't want to. Hey, I'm going. I'm doing a whole series on the Nephilim. See, all of y'all just. You like that. So is that a word? Is it? Is he is he making up words? Right. I want to talk about the giants in the land before the before the flood. And how there were still giants in the land after the flood. How'd that happen? Hmm. How's that going to help you at work? Hey, what'd you learn yesterday in church? There's some angels that fell. And there's giants in the land. Not doing it. And here's why I'm not doing it. Jesus didn't do it. Think about this. Jesus is the word wrapped in flesh. And if anybody could have been deep, it would have been Jesus. Here's how he decided to explain faith. He picked up a mustard seed. He said, if you have faith this big, you can point to that tree, tell it to go into that lake. Let's go eat fish. <laughs> he was simple. People will get it if it's simple. The deeper it is, the more you open up a spirit of confusion. Oh, I got to leave that right there. Next one. <laughs> Guide my steps by your word so I will not be overcome by evil. Next one. As pressure and stress bear down on me, I find joy in your commands. That's good stuff right there. Give me the next one. I rejoice in your word like one who discovers a great treasure. That's the last one. Listen, th th this is I feel like I hit the lottery when I read the Bible. Sometimes I read it and it's just I'm being honest with you. I have quiet time sometime and, and that's all it is. It's just quiet. I don't hear nothing. A lot of people want to make you believe that every time you get into your quiet time, you should have this. Oh, I saw two angels facing each other. And in the middle, the presence of the God came up. The cherubim sing holy, holy. Listen, that does not happen every day. Stop yourself. Your, your personal relationship with your spouse don't work that way. You don't wake up every morning like, oh, my God. There's days when you wake up and you're like, <laughs> amen, <laughs> you're still here, so amen. <laughs> 
sometimes I read, I read the word of God and, and, and I get, uh, I'll read three or four chapters and I'll be like, hey, all right, all right. <laughs> you ain't got nothing. I ain't got nothing. It's a relationship though. And because it's a discipline for me, every now and then he drops a nugget or a revelation and you're just like that. Oh, you are. Wow. I like you. I'm going to come. I'm going to come talk to you a lot. It's a relationship. Okay. Point number two, write this down. We're asking the question. Remember, how do we remain in him? Here's the, here's the second way. Obey his commandments. Obey his commandments. Let me give you three verses. Uh, well, well, three spots. First uh, John chapter number two, verses five and six says this. But those who obey God's word truly show how completely they love him. That is how we know we are living in him. Those who say they live in God should live their lives as Jesus did. Listen to me. John, the beloved, wrote the gospel according to St. John. He's the one that penned it. He refers to himself in the entire book as the one whom Jesus loved. The disciple who he didn't even want to say it's me. He just said the disciple who Jesus loved. Okay. Now, here is John in his older age. Writing these three short letters and having lived a long life, he's letting us know that that those that obey God's word truly show how they completely love him. It's not just reading it and listening to it. It's obeying it. Here's what he says in first uh, uh, John chapter number five and verse number three. This is so good to me. Loving God means keeping his commandments. Now, let me just pause right there. A lot of people hear that and, and you're like, man, I'm, I'm just in a season of life where it's hard for me. I'm trying my best and 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 but I keep missing the mark. But I but I know where the standard is and, and and I'm trying to get there. And and but but look after the comma, look what he says. And his commandments are not burdensome. He's not trying to hurt you. He's trying to save you. There is nothing that Jesus is asking us to do that that's meant to be such a heavy burden. I just can't do that one. He's not trying to hurt you. He's trying to save you. And if it feels burdensome to you, that means that's the area of your life where your flesh is still trying to have its way. It's not a point to shine down and go, this is where you're bad. It's a point to sound to shine down and say, this is what needs to be changed. Anytime you find a commandment that you have a hard time wrestling down in your own life and in your own soul, it's just a spot that needs work. And here's how John is saying it. It's not he, he, he loving him means keeping his commandments, his command. If you really think about it, what he's asking you to do is not to hurt you. It's to help you. It's to keep you. The reason why he gives a commandment that that that, that seems very difficult at, at times, love your neighbor as yourself. He's trying to free you up from drama. He's literally trying to free you up from being sucked in to narratives that will keep you angry, frustrated, hateful, divided. So he says, I I'm going to fix it. Just love everybody. But they hard to love. 
Just, just die. I did. You do it. Just, just die out. But it's so hard for me to do. I, I, I completely understand. It was hard for me to do. I did it. You do it. Obey his commandments. Now, let me give you my favorite and then we're done. My favorite, uh, th- this is just always a reminder to me personally, so I'm going to make it a reminder to you. Joshua chapter number one, verses eight and nine. This is my favorite. Study this book of instruction continually. Meditate on it day and night so you will be sure to obey everything written in it. Th- this is the, the commandment that's given to Joshua, okay? Only then... When you read it and obey it, only then will you prosper and succeed in all you do. This is my command. Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid or discouraged for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. Here's what I love about Joshua chapter number one. It is is such a reminder to me of how great my advantage is over Joshua. Joshua conquered all of Canaan with a book of instruction. The whole Bible is not done. The only thing Josh had going into the season of conquering of Canaan was the book of Deuteronomy. I'm going to just let that sit with y'all real quick. Because some of y'all is like, when's the last time I've even read the book of Deuteronomy. Right, right, there's not a lot of people that's like, oh man, Deuteronomy. Bro, doot. Yo, you don't know nothing about doot. Doot. Deuteronomy is cold, yo. Like, 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 there's not a lot of people talking about Deuteronomy as this exciting book to go to. But let me tell you something. That's all Joshua had. That's the book of instruction that Joshua had. And here's what God said. If you just do everything that's in this one book, you will conquer all of Canaan. And everywhere you go, I'll be with you. And you will prosper in everything you do. Off of Deuteronomy. He had 65 books less than we do. What's our excuse? Don't tell me we can't conquer a generational curse. Don't don't tell me that we can't conquer disease. Don't tell me that we can't conquer hatred. Don't don't tell me we can't conquer division. When he did it with one book and we have 65 more than he does. God's called us to obey his word. And it's not burdensome. And he's given us the whole thing. Whatever fits your personality. If you're an extrovert, woo! He has a word for you. If you're an introvert, woo! He has a word for you. If you're loud, ah! he has a word for you. If you're quiet, yay, he has a word for you. If you're a nerd, he has a word for you. If you're an engineer, he has a word for you. If you're an accountant, he has a word. It doesn't matter who you are. Doesn't matter your personality type. Doesn't matter your background. Doesn't matter where you were born. Doesn't matter where you are now. He has a word for you. And if you remain in him and his words remain in you, You will be supported in a way that there is nothing that can come against you that could overtake you because you abide in him. 
We're going to get supported this month. We're about to get your support system strengthened this month. You are going to have victory after the end of this month. Because we're going to get your support systems straight. And the best way to start off this series is with getting your support system right with Jesus. Remain in him. Every single one of you that has an electronic device in front of you right now, it is dying right now. Well, no, it's not. It's not dying. I have 98%. It's dying. Because it's not connected to the source. Doesn't matter how charged up you get. If you don't remain in him, you are dying. Remain in him. Would you bow your heads and close your eyes? If you would like to know more about Embassy City Church, please visit us at embassycity.com and follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Embassy Irving.